0: You're listening to Made for IoT, a podcast celebrating the leaders, innovators, and disruptors of the Internet of Things, from hardware to connectivity to cloud. For more insights, make sure you visit Onamondo.com.
1: Hello, everyone. And again, welcome to the webinar about the Onamondo SoftSim. My name is Hino Gagard. I'm CTO at Onamondo. And together I brought Peter. Do you want to? Sure. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm a developer here at Onamondo. So the talk today about the soft sim, um, hopefully that can actually be a, uh, a discussion, a, 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 a talk together with you guys. Um, so feel free to ask any questions in the chat. Uh, we're going to try and, and follow along and, and answer all the questions that's going to come in. And we're also going to leave time after the presentation um, to answer whatever questions um, that might appear. But let's let's get to it. So I think, first of all, well, what if, what is a soft sim and why? I think we on Amondo um, is, is often perceived as sort of the IoT connectivity provider, which we are. But we also inject a lot of software into the network, and we try to remove barriers within IoT. And we so say one of the things that we come across when we have international use cases, large scale deployments with IoT devices, is a uh, focus on on various different topics. Um, one of them might be cost savings. The more units that you want to deploy, the more sensitive you are to the individual bill of material. And when we, as the operator, bring in, you can say, a SIM with credentials to our network, we introduce a cost to that single unit. With a regular SIM or an embedded SIM chip, we introduce also a hardware cost. And with a soft SIM, we can remove that completely. So one of the ideas is, of course, to minimize the bill of material, but also ease the provisioning and the logistics about getting SIM cards into the hands of our customers and onto manufacturing line. So what we have with physical SIMs is that you as a customer need to know the logistics of when to get these. You need to know in four, six, eight weeks in advance on how many SIMs you would need, and then we need to ship that to you. With a completely software solution, we are able to minimize, you can say, the the logistics and the provisioning of of SIMs, and we can deliver that on demand. What we also see with a lot of the new use cases coming in, in, in IoT and in digitalization is, Smaller devices, Um, new use cases such as smart labeling or water meters or other type of small devices means that, again, the physical components on the IoT devices on the hardware uh, is of much focus. If we, again, can remove a piece of the hardware on that that device, uh, we can accommodate making them much smaller. This also speaks into power savings. So when we introduce a SIM, which I'm gonna come back to in the next slide, we also introduce a bit of power budget, a bit of power, um, you can say battery consumption overhead. And again, the more we can minimize those things and the more we can remove those barriers as a partner in, in the IoT uh, ecosystem, the better. And that's the focus that we have um, with the Onomando softSIM. So just to, to take a step back is, um, what is a, a SIM card today or a SIM chip? The interesting thing is that it's actually a small computer by in, it, in itself. It's a small microcontroller where you have memory, um, you have compute power and other things. So you have an entire operating system, you have a file system, and then you have the SIM application run on a physical form factor, a physical hardware that we introduce as the operator. What we want to do with Soft SIM is remove all the things that that is present elsewhere on an IoT device. Um, that can be in different places, that can be within the modem, that can be on a separate MCU or a microcontroller. And there we simply introduce, you can say, the Sim, the soft Sim, as a pure application. And then we allow that to run anywhere on the IoT device. And hence, we remove the hardware requirement we come with as the operator. That's the whole thing about the Unamundo soft Sim, that we want to make this as an application or as a library that you just embed in the firmware of your IoT device where you would put the the software um, anywhere, uh, anywhere else. So what we've seen in, in, in sort of the last few weeks or, or months where we sort of silently launched the soft sim is uh, a lot of question on how is it different. And I think it really comes down to, you can say, the form factor and, and the hardware piece. Um, if we look at sim cards today in the industry, there's a vast majority of different form factors out there. Everything from 1FF, 2FF, 3FF, 4FF, that's also the the regular sim and mini uh, micro nano sim that, that you all know of. And Then within IoT, it's, we work more normally with the embedded SIM, the MFF2 or the MFFXS, XS, or now we have the upcoming iSIM, um, which is all sort of a physical component residing on on the on the IoT device um, solely for running, you can say, the SIM application itself. What we want to do with the soft SIM is again to introduce that as pure software, and then allow that to run on any microcontroller that is present on the IoT device. Um, this has many different benefits Uh, one is that it can be independent of you can say the modem itself it can rely within the modem um, and and really have sort of we want to give the freedom to the developers of the iot devices to place this where it makes sense um, so we can allow them to to think differently and to optimize their iot devices i see a a few questions coming in now and of course uh, a bit of this is on documentation and guide um, feel free to, to reach out after this webinar and we're going to share all the information. We're also going to, going to put a lot more um, information public about information on how to either run this, you can say within the modem or on a separate microcontroller. So all the details, the technical details there would of course be available um, after, uh, after this webinar. There's also a question on the application of the soft sim is relying on a specific modem or microcontroller. We're going to slightly touch upon that um, in a few slides from now. Um, but to be quite transparent, you can say we built the uh, soft sim in, in, in pure C or uh, portable C, meaning that we can compile that to run on pretty much any microcontroller that there is out there. It makes it com- uh, quite flexible um, and it makes it quite agnostic to whatever hardware that it needs to run on. When we've sort of touched upon the form factor the physical form factor and and, and where the onamundo soft sim is pure software uh, in contrast to the other offering we, we're seeing out there there's also um information about sort of the software that then runs on you can say the regular sims um, we have the uicc which is the old uh, sim software that we know of where there's a single mno profile running. Um, on that sim, and then we have the whole sort of new EUICC or eSIM, which is much about how you provision um, your sim and and how you can have multiple profiles running on that. Uh, within EUICC, we're also seeing a lot of different standards. There's the EUICC M2M, there's the EUICC consumer, and now we have the upcoming EUICC IoT, which are attacking uh, many different aspects of how to provision and how to run. You can say the EUICC application itself. There's a question uh, surrounding security um, on the soft and we're, we're going to come back to that just in, in a slide from now. But what we really want to touch upon again is with the soft sim, it's about removing that physical aspect. The Unamundo soft sim we have to now today, um, it's a regular UICC, meaning that we have a single profile on it, but we're able to provision it um, during manufacturing line or whenever it makes sense um, for the IoT device. Um, but, but that's, um, that's what we're attacking. I'm going to hand over the the word to peter which is going to dive into more details on on the soft sim and, and also following up with you can say an actual live uh demo sure thanks
0: Henrik. uh yeah so let's uh address it directly where can source run and basically it's been designed to run on almost all devices available right now this has been achieved by coding it in a low level c standard uh, it has a really low footprint and in general, very few additional requirements from the uh, microcontroller or modem we integrated into. Uh, overall, we see uh, two approaches to integrating uh, SoftSIM. Uh, the main one we focus on now is integrating directly into uh, module modules or modems. Uh, this is enabled uh, by us entering partnerships with the manufacturers, and we edit directly to the modem firmware. That means that you can actually enable Unamundo soft on supported modems directly by updating the firmware. Uh, One of the main benefits here is that we can be in charge of security, and we can guarantee uh, at least uh, safe and secure storage of the keys, for instance. This also makes the deployment uh, way more seamless for our customers. A whole different approach would be to externally uh, run this soft on your. MCU that's often present in the IoT device. Uh, this means that you can be completely modem agnostic. Uh, you still get the benefit of a really low footprint, reduced bill of materials. Uh, the, actual, the only hardware requir- requirement we uh, have is that you need to route this SIM IO line from the modem directly to the MCU. Uh, this interface is, is well standardized and well documented, so that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, then to address the security thing on the MCU side, we will require either some form of trusted uh, platform module, some uh, secure storage, uh, trusted execution environment, such as you get with Arm TrustZone, etc. Um, to provision a softsim, uh, we also have some uh, different approaches here. Everything is going to be uh, handled through the Onamondo API, and of course, is natively fully encrypted. Uh, You can either fetch profiles from Anomanto encrypted with your private key and then we basically hand over the uh, keys to you and you're in charge of provisioning them on your device. Alternatively, you can generate keys and the keys will only be on the modem then. Uh, The keys will then be uh, encrypted with Anomanto public key and then uploaded to Anomanto. In this way, the key will never be in plain sight. Uh, Only the the modem will know about them and on a Mando as it is required.
1: Is that it. Yeah, I think there's just a, a few questions also oh. coming in. Um, one is on the provisioning with if DTLS is supported. Um, as of today, it's it's you can say regular TLS over TCP. Um, you can do this on manufacturing line. You can do it um, before manufacturing, so you download uh, profiles uh, beforehand and then push them offline um, into devices. Um, to avoid being online on manufacturing and such. Um, when you have the modem more or device generating the keys uh, that uh, will be encrypted, you can say, with an Unomundo public key, um, and then pushed into the Unomundo platform, so the other way around. This will, however, require, you can say that, if you need to test into an on manufacturing line, that you are able to be online um, on manufacturing line. The question about, um, applet and 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 sim cards Um, you can say here the onamondo soft sim is a 100 percent dsma compliant sim card Uh, there's no proprietary onamondo applet or software running within the soft sim itself Uh, what we really want to push um, which also speaks into having the 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 sim as a library or just an application running on on the firmware itself or within the modem is also to give the to give the 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 freedom you can say to um, to, uh, to developers um, on, on making the changes that they need or the behavior of, you can say, the interaction between SIM and modem and, and, and what makes sense for that specific use case. What we don't want to introduce from Mundo's side is sort of an, an, a notion of that we know best on, on sort of average what makes sense. Um, here, we really want to hand that over into, uh, into the customers or the developers um, to have them giving the capability of designing this into uh, exactly how they see that fit. just uh, reading a few of the other <laughs> questions um, so we have a sort of the roadmap with with the, with the partnerships with Nordic um, so with Nordic it's actually already available um, right now the only thing you need to do is, is get in, in touch with us or with Nordic semiconductor um, it's already present uh, within the SDK so that is that is fully good to go we have partnerships also with with Fibocom and Simcom uh, we have also others announcement that we're gonna gonna bring along in, in the coming month. Um, so definitely reach out to us um, to, to hear sort of what's in the roadmap or what's present right now, uh, specifically with Nordic also, you're able to reach out to them um, directly. The next question is operators APIs to uh, support the, the soft sim provisioning. Um, as of today, this is, uh, this is an offering uh, you can say through Onomondo. We are our own operator, we run our own full call uh, in every single network that we have in our footprint. Meaning that the provisioning uh, is, is a thing that goes between Onamondo and the device manufacturer. Um, what we really want to, of course, push is you can say the acknowledgement within the market. Um, so uh, the more partnerships we can get going, um, the better. That's sort of our focus point now. What we want to utilize or sort of um, try and accomplish through the APIs is to mimic much more what we see sort of in the gener- generic sort of cloud or web sphere um make this less telco um hence also why we're supporting you can say the api where you can bo- both both uh, pull or push a profile um and, and that's sort of our our approach to uh, to the market um another question is will this often work with the network providers um, yeah so uh so right now it's it's with Onomondo um, as, as of today and again this goes into uh sort of the the 600 networks we have in our network marketplace. Um, So there's sort of full global coverage on it. It's also supporting, you can say, LTM and NBIT where that is present. Um, It will support upcoming 5G when that's being deployed in the radio access network and such, Um, but as of today, it's an offering that goes through on Amando. Of course, partnerships are are being worked on and and we try to, you can say, uh, make this offering much broader um, than it is today. Yeah? Cool. so uh, jump to the to the next slide,
0: which is the live demo. Of course, uh, this is based on the NRF ninety one sixty. It's a really low power module from Nordic Semiconductor, supporting LTM and NPRIT. The I'll just share my screen, and we can jump directly into it. I guess. Share our faces many times. All right, so um, there's a lot to, <laughs> to cover here, but I'll try to be as precise as possible. Okay, so, uh, thing number one, if you wanna start using Onomatto Software, it is pretty simple with uh, the Nordic semiconductor. So we have uh, directly integrated into the NCS, the Nordic Connect SDK. And basically, since we are hosting our own manifest file, you can initialize a new development workspace and it will directly pull on a SoftSum and all of its uh, dependencies. So uh, basically, what I have here is the sample we provide to get a amanda soft started. Uh, I would like to point out that the more or less the only thing you need to do is config soft Yes. Config soft auto in it. Yes. This will start up the soft when your application boots. And this is all the work required for you to start using SoftSIM. Uh, if I just do a clean build, we should hopefully see that build out of the bugs.
1: While well, it's doing so, there was a question on which uh, revision number of the SDK uh, this is present on.
0: Uh, yeah, so we're going to tie it to a fixed known. This is a, uh, yeah. Currently, it's on the latest development branch. Um, But this is going to be fixed on, what is it, 2.2 now or something. As uh, Nordic is updating the SDK, we will, of course, follow this development. So we'll try to follow the newest newest version as close as possible. Can't guarantee that we'll be doing it the same day, but it should be fairly up-to-date at all times. Uh, It's important to mention as well that the firmware needed on the modem side is actually the public build uh, where Nordic has enabled support for this. So there's no experimental firmware needed. So it's, it's already basically on your device. Cool, so we have now built the SolveZim. I will uh, quickly start a live trace of the SolveZim. Uh This is through the ornamental API. it start, authenticated, perfect. All right, I move quickly to the next screen here where I I've opened the uh, Nordic programmer tools. Uh, just to showcase how simple this can be done, I have my application here. We can see it lives in the start address of the flash. There's a bootloader, and then there's the actual application. Uh, then I have a profile I fetch from our API, and uh, for development purposes, it is whoops as simple as a drag and drop, and basically you have provisioned your SIM. So I'll just do it in the right? And that's finished. Now we have an application. SoftSim is built into that application and we provision it with a new SoftSim. Oops. A lot of stuff open here. That one. Uh, We can open the monitor. Basically, this is just a serial output and I will now reset the device and it should boot up. So SoftSim started, sample started. Let's see is all expected. <laughs> and we now see that the device is connected. And if I go to the online platform, we should be able to see this in signaling as well. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Here we have it. If I go into the traffic monitor, I can monitor traffic live from the device. And we can see hello from Anamanto. And we can see the same thing here in Wireshark where we are also tracing your data. So that is all of the steps required basically to get started on the NRF 9160. Which
1: one is it? The one. Uh, a quick question coming in on the memory resources required to run um, the software on the NRF ninety ninety one sixty. Cool.
0: Uh, yeah. So memory, well, we'll cover both RAM and flash. So it's pretty a low footprint. So the current application is using less than twenty kilobytes of RAM at max. Uh, then there's these. Also, uh, there's some requirements for the profile as well. Uh, I showcased a demo here where we have allocated about 50 kilobytes for the profile. This is using the little FS as a storage backend, which is kind of adds a little bit of overhead. So we expect this to be less than 20 kilobytes
1: in the final production. Perfect. I think a, another question coming in, um, if we can uh, remotely update this, you can say uh, in the firmware on already deployed devices. It's a,
0: It's a. I think it's theoretically is possible. I would not be in charge of doing it in in practical example. Uh, of course, you can update the modem firmware, uh, good to go. You can update your application, including SoftSIM. That's also fine. But you still need to. Uh, there's a chance you need to edit your partition map so you can add uh, some allocate some storage space for the Onomando SoftSIM profile as well. Uh, I'm not sure if that's possible on already deployed devices.
1: I think this this also goes slightly into you can say sort of the type of offering that we want to give that it, it becomes part of the firmware stack and also how one is doing you can say regular firmware updates um, so there are a lot of things when we push push stuff over the air um, that we need to t- need to take into account and that's also of course being able to fall back to previous um, version if something fails etc It it resides slightly, you can say, outside of the soft sim itself. It's also about sort of the security of of doing over-the-air updates um, on remotely deployed devices. Um, But, as Peter said, in theory, um, it it should actually be possible. Um, Another question on do all of your 600-plus partners accept and allow this uh, from a security perspective? Um, so yes, um, the SolveSim is available uh, through all the all the networks that we have in our network marketplace. It goes also it it also goes back to how we've deployed our own coins into every single network, meaning that it's our own uh, HLR, TSS, TDS, and PEG gateway, etc. and every single network that we have in the network marketplace. Um, so as of today, the SolveSim is a global offering uh, from Onomando's side. Uh, is there any mechanism in place to run either external SIM or SolveSim without
0: changing firmware? Uh, yes. So with this firmware, there's a AT command basically to switch between the physical SIM and a software SIM.
1: The pricing, if that differs from the software SIM and our existing SIM services, um, it does. Uh, one of the first things that we also touched upon was sort of the bill of material and, and the fact that we can leave out the hardware piece. Of course, speaks into that that we also can leave that out from the bill of material. Um, suddenly, we don't have a you can say third party that we also need to license stuff from. Um, and, and resell, now it's, it's purely on a Mundo IP, so that definitely gives us a, a different flexibility when it goes into pricing.
0: Cool. Um, the messages from modem to sims are normalized, sending requests, blah, blah, blah. Do you know if there's a specific standard communication between modems and the soft sim interaction? So soft sim uh, has an extremely simple API. It's basically two functions you can call. One is uh, reset, and the other one is uh, transaction, basically. And it's been designed to accept uh, the communication as you would to a SIM card in its raw format. So basically, we are mimicking the interface one-to-one. So no stand,
1: no specific, are we are following the standards just. Yeah, I think we, we really want to highlight again that the, the soft sim is 100% percent GSMA compliant So all uh, APDU or up to commands um, and communication that goes uh, between the modem and the SIM, that is the same thing that happens on the Unomando soft sim.
0: Yeah, it's a firmware for the NF9160 build as trusted or is it non secure? Uh, so the software application will run in the non secure domain, but it's built with the trusted firmware as well. Uh, so the key source is uh, utilizing the APIs to, to use the protected storage.
1: Did you also deploy already these softs with some of the major motor manufacturers on the market? Um, of course there is definitely Nordic uh, Semiconductor that we want to highlight um, alongside Fibocom and Simcom uh, that we also announced, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago. Um, we're going to announce uh, quite, a f- uh, quite quite some more uh, in, in the coming months. Um, so right now we are out, uh, you can say doing partnerships and actively are embedding it into to other radio module manufacturers. Um, this is our way of also trying to get it adopted into the market and, and sort of ease of deployment. Um, so, so yes, um, there is there is already, you can say, um, deployed SoftSim. Um, did the SoftSim pass any of the cloud with worldwide recognized security? Um, so, again, going back to what we try to utilize for storing, you can say the SIM keys or the SIM keys, and, um, keys uh, KIOPC, KIC, KID, which resides within the soft SIM or within any, any SIM, is to utilize what we already see present on, um, on hardware um, today. Um, so, that would be the, the TPM or Trusted Platform module. The, a, a trusted execution environment um, uh, from our trust zone or similar, or secure storage and, and, and such. So we really utilize what's already present um, on on the hardware to uh, to accommodate, you can say, the, the security. Um, so we simply try and and, and match um, what's already up to par on on security. Um. Just trying to read through <laughs> the question. Uh, a few coming in now. Um, do you accept partnerships coming from network vendor uh, trying to provide a solution um, So, yes, we are very much open to talk to even say other MNOs or MVNOs. Uh, we already have talks in place um, with, with some on adopting the soft So that is uh, something that we are very much open to. Um, and documentation on the SIMCOM, um, that is definitely also something that's gonna that's gonna come out public um already sort of deployed uh, together with with SimCom in the partnership that we are running with them um, and as soon as we have you can say public documentation available that that's going to be that's going to be free for everyone to uh, to download timeline on the SimCom specifically uh
0: yeah so we are uh... In the middle of the development, basically, we have SOSM working, we're hashing out the security aspects, and then the provisioning things. Uh, what SimCom is proposing is basically SOSM is bundled with a module, and you just receive it with SOSM included, basically. I don't know what the timeline is,
1: <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah, it should be in, in, in the coming months. We have We have a lot of things going on with a lot of partners right now. So, it is sort of within uh, Q1 and Q2 um, that we're going to see all these uh, releases coming up. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Just going to give it a a bit more time. Um, We also have uh, Christopher from our team um, putting in the chat. um, You can say all questions are most welcome also after the webinar. Uh, Always. Uh, just reach out to us if, if you have any questions and we have also made a, a public form where you can fill out the questions and then we'll definitely get back to you um, the more questions the better and, and we'll try and uh, answer everything that we can to the best um, the best we can
0: uh, fake certification or no we don't believe that so the modem firmware on the nrf uh, 9160 for instance is certified with soft already
1: Yeah, but the, there's a question on you can say malicious intent, uh, different devices, uh, identical solves them and, and such. Um, You're gonna say of course, one thing is uh, how we provision um, during manufacturing line. Um, so either if it's, if the keys are generated on the, on the modem side or on the device side, uh, that would be become less likely. Um, but we really what, what we also try to uh, to push in, you can say from the network side, um, is looking into email locking um, and, and other security aspects from the network um, side. So we avoid, you can say um, malicious attempt or that we have identical soft sims, et cetera. Um, when we have partners uh, using the soft sim, um, we are normally also part of, you can say the, the flow of, of provisioning on manufacturing line. We don't introduce any, any hardware on manufacturing line, but the whole um, getting uh, sim profiles from our API or generating them onto the device um or in the device and push them to us Um, normally we're part of that conversation so of course we're gonna avoid making uh, those type of mistakes perfect just give it another 30 seconds um again want to repeat really reach out if you have uh, more questions uh in the chat chris from our team also pushed in a uh, a form um, where you can ask questions. Oh, we have another one coming. in. Um, are you mostly targeting MCU level hardware and software, or do you also support Linux-based systems? Uh, we already have use cases for customers uh, where they deployed on Linux-based systems, um, so that is very much supported as well. Um, we're gonna in the in the coming months, of course, also share much more uh, detailed technical information that's gonna be public. But also reach out to us. Um, today and, and then we'll have we, uh, heavily explore that path you can say' a
0: uh,
1: break it even uh, does SOFSA makes sense in small numbers um, that's a very good question um, there's no doubt that of course if you already have a manufacturing line if you have a small amount of, of units 50 or 100 etc um, then this might not make sense because that is such a small unit it becomes um, it, it goes into if it's the bill of material that really needs to kick in or if it's on the power budget if power budget is a big thing um, or you can say the, uh, the the sheer size of the iot device soft sim can still make sense uh, we remove almost all the, the power but needed from a regular sim with the soft sim and again the form factor simply disappears from if you have an mff 2 or a plastic sim today if it's on the bill of material then it of course really depends on what is, um, what is the specific use case. Um, that's easier, you can say, for, for you to say than us. Um, the, it will be cheaper than the physical SIM, but it really comes down to, to the numbers. Could solve be applicable for broadband modems? Um, yes, as such, it's not, um, you can say, limited to, uh, to, to, to either sort of low-power low or constrained IoT devices. Um, as such, again, it acts as a fully DSMA-compliant SIM. Um, so meaning from a modem perspective, if you're having a, a 5G high throughput, high bandwidth et cetera, it will still work there. Um, then of course the benefit still kicks in if it's on, you can say larger number of, of devices, so it speaks into the bill of material. Um, but yes, so it's applicable to pretty much any use case. What is the cost like compared to other providers, both in terms of subscription data cost and other fees? um so maybe slightly going outside you can say on the soft sim um, the soft sim itself again as mentioned before uh we are able to uh say neglect uh, that the hardware cost that normally goes into a sim um so on the bill of material that that's going to be uh that's going to be much cheaper us as on as the connectivity provider in terms of subscription data cost and other fees uh, the way that we work, um, and this is not uh, entirely directly to the soft sim, this works for both the soft sim, but also the embedded sims and the plastic sims, is that we provide a network marketplace. Um, so we don't want to uh, try and, and make sort of the, the subscription that fits the majority of customers the best. We want to hand that over to customers themselves. So what you get with Raimondo is access to our network marketplace, with 600 plus networks. Um, and there you can go in and choose, okay, I want AT&T in the U.S., I want Dr. Telecom in Germany, I want China Telecom in China, um, based on price or coverage or whatever makes sense for that specific use case. Um, it might also be that you have some devices that are um, that that is very focused on price, so it needs to be cheap, so you choose less networks there. And it might be that you have some devices that is of high value, um, so you want better coverage, and you select more networks onto those devices. That is entirely up to, to yourself. Um, to design what fits um, you the best. Again, it goes back to how we sort of want to give the freedom back to to customers to design specifically um, what they have of needs for, for their specific use case. Um, again, much more details on that. Um, definitely reach out and and, and and we have lots in here that would love to talk about um, yeah, how we how our offering is um, in, in, in that sense. Perfect. Yeah. <coughs> Again, repeating myself for the final time, I think. Shoot <laughs> any questions to us. Uh, fill out the form that Christopher, Christopher published um, earlier today. And uh, and I think thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope we answered the questions that you had. Um, and, and and we, we really hope to, uh, to see a lot of interesting use cases coming out of this. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Made for IoT. Never miss another episode by following us wherever you get your podcasts. For full transcripts and slides, visit the link in the show notes or onamondo.com.